Let's say goodbye to all your worries about tax planning, investment troubles, and any confusion when it comes to managing your finances and money. Here at Rocky Hill Accountants, our team has a combined 35 years of experience and will help you do it right. We're dedicated to your needs and will deliver on a result that is professional and trustworthy. Our firm is large enough to offer a full range of professional services, but small enough to give you the individual attention that you deserve. Our business portfolio includes thousands of prepared tax returns for individuals, families, partnerships, businesses, and more. The team at Rockdale Accountants are also thoroughly trained in tax laws and procedures. We have the ability to represent taxpayers before the IRS when they arrive at collections, audits, and appeals. This allows us to offer our accuracy and audit guarantee to tax clients. Please visit our website at RockyHillAccountants.com or give us a call at 860-257-4238 to schedule an appointment. College football season is coming back, and we got you covered on every game. We're breaking it down on each snap all season long. Catch us every week starting on August 4th. Joe McGuire, Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, and yours truly, Obi Muniz, giving you the highlights, predictions, and current rankings. Visit our website at hhwshow.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's all four downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. Throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clover Crest, top three corner man. Punching in with a punch's chance. We find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10, the overhand is out of hand. When it comes to fisticuffs, slide a hand on the undercard. You'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing wave. Feet a step and late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand and eight, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move. Bob and wave. Don't lose hope against the ropes. There's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round, bells ringing, counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging we bring in crosses with no worship hooks with no verses combinations with no locks when you feel the flurry of curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats relax if you want the facts because the best combat podcast is throwing jabs hello ladies and gentlemen it's saturday morning you know what that means? Fight day, and we are here throwing jabs. Big Jace, Joe, Jared, talking about the fights, and we got a lot. We got a lot going on. Maybe some controversy in tonight's UFC fight. We also got one of the greatest fighters ever to ever grace God's green earth fighting tonight, and we got to talk about the mess that happened last week in that Paul Woodley fight. But let's start off recapping a real fight that happened last week. Giga Chikadze finishes Edson Barbosa in the third round. Joe, what did you think of that fight? Uh, well, I thought it went exactly how I thought it was going to go. Uh, had Chikadze taken the fight. There's something about this guy, man. He is uh, just a really intense fighter. They really took it to Barboza, and for the most part, I thought it, it was just too much for Barboza to handle. So, yeah, the great showing by uh, Chikadze. 
Oh yeah. This is this is uh this guy ah oh, Joe. You every time you gotta give me the guy's name. Spinning back elbow. That stoppage oh, uh, with the long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh oh my goodness. Proche- I, totally Proche- uh, pro- uh yeah, there you go. Prochaska, Prochaska, that's how it goes. Prochaska. Prochaska. Um that's who Chigaze reminds me of. These guys are like these up and coming wow type guys that you just see do things and think. And yeah, you and I both had this uh, Chigaze by stoppage. That's what happened. Um, if you've been watching, just like Prochaska, this stuff is is obvious if you've been paying attention. This guy's on the rise. Pay attention. Oh, what do you call an effeminate jujitsu outfit? Gige. Come on, guys. Yeah, We've been I doing this it. too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from here, what I saw from this fight, it's two fighters that are very, very similar. It's just the the age gap. Chikadze is more of like a newer type of fighter, and Barbosa is all the basics, technical. Chikadze pulls out a little bit more. I mean, granted, I said Barbosa. He's known for that wheel kick against Terry Adam. But I, I just feel like Chikadze just has evolved more to fit today's MMA. I mean, we've seen Edson Barbosa. He we know what we get with Edson Barbosa. He can he's gonna strike with you. He's gonna he can pull off some crazy stuff. But I mean, it's the same old stuff. I, I feel like Chikadze is just a amped up, more uh, like a prototype. Evolved, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and years ago there was a time when these hybrid version fighters that did all the different skills and did uh, martial arts as like a in a mixed capacity, those were like the outliers. You see the Horodeski and go, oh, this kid did everything for all of his training, like he never. There was karate, kickboxing, boxing, Greco-Roman wrestling. You knew where Kotu came from, and you knew where where uh, uh, Chuck Liddell came from. These guys, we're getting to the point now where every single one of these guys didn't like learned every discipline with the intent of fighting with every discipline. And I think that's what we're seeing here is the evolution in that game. What you're talking about is those hybrid fighters becoming the norm and now doing brand new stuff we haven't seen before. And both of those guys, Prokoshka and, and Chikadze, fit that mold of that new age mixed martial artist that does all of these different things well. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like we've talked about this for like years now, but I feel like and there always is these guys that are like that, but I feel like guys like Chikadze, Kadze, Prohaska, gone. It's just something different. It's just a new. Maybe it is just because they're newer blood into the the divisions. Maybe that's why they have this newer, fresh feel to me. But this is I, I just the like evolution of sports. Yeah. You know, go back fifty years, hundred years, two hundred years, however long, and look at the Olympic hundred meter dash. That number goes down, down, down. Look at the high jump. Down, down, down. Look at any athletic thing that we've been able to measure. We get better and better and better at it. And these guys we're talking about right now are evolution, uh, um, evidence of the evolution of the fighting game. As happens in every other sport, those records are going to get broken, and these guys are doing brand new things. 
And it's exciting because Barbosa was the guy doing stuff you'd never seen before just a few years back. So to see somebody else kind of look newer and fresher is like, whoo, exciting. That's invigorating. I like this guy. Yeah, but now the question is, Joe, where – how does Chikadze match up with the top featherweights in this division? Can he hold his own against the Volkanovskis, the Ortegas, the Holloways? Well, uh, that's that's going to be the tra- – I, I would say yes, based on what I saw. I think you all would agree with that. But, you know, I think he uh, – I think Chikadze needs – I think he needs somebody in the top five here. Give him, give him a look. See what he can do. And then, Ortega uh, was, or Qatar, I like Qatar. I, I think love would Qatar. Would be a great matchup for him. Yeah, yeah, that that's definitely uh, was the, one of the names I was thinking about for sure. Obviously, there's already a few, you know, Ortega and Volkanovski are are, are, are set to meet. So you know, there the, some some of those names are already tied up for the time being. But this guy needs to be in the ring with with uh, somebody a, a step up from Barboza because again, look, we. It's a Barbosa has been around a long time. Great fighter. You know, yeah. uh, this was, this was, uh, I, you know, I watched this fight with my daughter and we were talking a lot about it. And, you know, I talked to her about who Edson Barboza was and who I think Chikate is going to become. And again, that fight validated everything I was saying and everything I thought. So, yeah, I, I, I think this guy could become a force. Uh, for sure, and I, I, I see him wearing gold. I, I see it happening maybe within the next year. Mm. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised either. He's got some stuff, and I mean, I, I talked about it last week. Edson Barbosa looked great at featherweight, and for Chikadze to come in, get it done, like that makes that win even bigger. Like Edson has Barbosa looked really, really good at featherweight, so. I'm intrigued to see how he matches up on him versus Chikadze versus Holloway versus Ortega, Volkanovski, even Cater. Like, all those fights are fun fights. And I'm excited to see what we can get from that. But going from fun fights to a fight, I don't even want to <laughs> Nice. Nice. Jake Fall takes the split decision against Tyron Woodley. Joe, prior to uh, our show on Wednesday, John, about the human, we are talking about it a little. What is your biggest takeaway from this fight? Uh, that Jake Paul can take a punch or two. That's about it. I mean, it, it, look, it's, it's becoming more obvious here uh, that if he gets into the ring with a boxer who knows what he's doing, that Jake Paul won't make it out of the first round. He, he just won't. You can keep fighting old, retired MMA fighters or, or guys that are, you know, I don't know. What did Nate Robinson, uh, uh, and Nate Robinson ever been in a fight in his life before that night? You know what I mean? Like, th- get real here. Th- this is a joke. This continues to be one. I don't know if Woodley got paid or not for this thing. I, 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 I've heard some suggestions. Obviously, there was that moment where he had Paul on the ropes. Looks like he could have knocked him right out of the ring if he wanted to and called it a night, and he didn't. So, yeah, this – I don't know. I still don't know how good or bad this might be for boxing. I, I really don't. You know, I mean, people are talking about it, but, again, still, we're not talking about Terrence Crawford. 
You know, there, well, there's a lot of great fighters who we're not talking about in favor of Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley. I mean, are you kidding me? That That's that's not what I want to be talking about today. No, but he's proven. Jake Paul has come out and proven that you don't need to be at the highest level of skill to make it entertaining and sell tickets. And he's also proven that the average person can't tell the difference between a good fight just outside the top 100 fighters and a good fight just inside the top 10. The average person can't tell the difference because a lot of people really thought Jake Paul could fight. And like you said, the further he goes, the more evident it's going to become. And I think there are good parts to be drawn from it. It's like there's a lot of the things that Scrub Scraps is doing that, that you're finding here. Well, match them up. It's as entertaining. Have you seen more boring fights from professionals that do this for work? Absolutely. Not that this was the most exciting fight in the world, just that the entertainment doesn't necessarily come from the skill level of the fighters. Who was that one punch around we covered? Rigondeaux. That was a track meet. That was a 48-minute track meet. This wasn't that. But you're going to get that sometimes with pro boxers. Sometimes the less these guys know, the more entertaining it is. Um, And all of that said, everything I said was going to happen. Jake Paul lives about 50 pounds bigger than Woodley. He's a bigger guy. It doesn't make sense for Woodley to win this. Did he, did he hold his hands? Joe, maybe, but he also, that's a 50-pound bigger Tyron Woodley than we're used to seeing be a champion in the MMA world. So who knows if he didn't have the steam carrying all that extra extra weight around. But, yeah, both of these two first fights we covered went, went exactly the way I said they were going to. I think you had Paul, too, right here, Joe? Oh, I took Woodley to win you this. You took Woodley. I thought I thought Woodley would would be able to to catch him at some point and knock him out. He almost did. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's so hard because I I don't know what to make of this fight. Like if one of them, if Jake Paul got the knockout, that would have been great monetarily wise. Uh, Tyron Woodley got the knockout. That's great for the sport. Now, it's a split decision. Where do you go from here? I, I just want to see Jake Paul. It, it could be against an MMA guy, but can it be a striker? Can it be someone who knows how to really, like... Nate Diaz. Yeah. Yeah, Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor even. I don't know if that fight's really doable after something like this, but I, I, I that's going to be the real litmus test for me. Because, I mean, yeah, you, you survived a big hit from Woodley. That, that, that's a good step up. I mean, the Askren fight, Askren was never a striker. I mean, that, that was a, a mess. But, I, like, this is – I feel like I've learned something about Paul, but I don't have that much of a good understanding of how – what he can do as a fighter at the top of – or – at a higher, high enough level. True. Yeah, and I have to say this before we move on. You guys watched that show? The Paul Woodley? Like, did you watch the whole show? Did you see the experts? I was down on myself with a little bit in the puncher's chances early. I started one and three, but I've hit the last three in a row, so I'm four and three on the puncher's chances. I finished seven and two. 
made just over $400 during that, during that Jake Paul fiasco. But the experts during my seven and two night finished 0 and 9. Whoa. There was one time they went back to him for their picks, and one of the guys went, I'm actually kind of surprised Will still sitting here after like the sixth fight. They were over under this guy. That got wrong every time. Oh, and nine. So watching these guys pick the fights, they're like bringing experts on to tell you how to bet now. And um, I'm doing better than those guys. So I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better. I didn't, I won't go. Oh, and nine. Anybody who's following. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've talked a little bit too much about this fight. I mean, I don't like giving – I don't like talking about the politics <laughs> that much. But, uh, I mean, who knows? Whoever whoever Jake Paul fights next, we'll talk about. But a bunch of people will tune in to watch it. And let's hope he just gets his ass knocked out because that's what we want to see. I love a street fight with him and Jorge Masvidal. Oh, hell yeah. I'd watch him fight Dom. We just had Dom on at 190. I'd love to see that fight. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I mean, there's literally guys as scrub scraps that I think he'd have his hands full. You know, I've spoken a lot about the Paul brothers and how they they, they need to go. It's sports entertainment that they're doing. It's, It's what WWE's doing. But I, I don't think I can make that argument anymore because WWE is down bad, releasing people left and right, and they are still they're on the come up. So maybe they just found a new way of sports entertainment than what Vince McMahon has been giving us all. But it's the same thing, but it's real fighting. It's something that that. You know, Joe said one day, they're making it look like every idiot can do it. And I said, that's the business model. It's not a problem. It's a business model, you know? So so I think that the problem is that Jake Paul doesn't have problems with his bankroll and Tyrone Woodley isn't suffering from anxiety. You know, they're reaping these benefits from a game that just gives them away because of the way it's designed when the people down at the lowest level need that. Think about think about uh, what bump fights really started as two homeless guys fighting over a sandwich. Think about why the, all the regulations and rules are in boxing to begin with, because during the Great Depression, you opened a bunch of smokers where people would just show up, bet on one guy or the other. And it was a way to generate money for people who didn't have enough to eat. That's where this started. That's where this kind of blew up as a, as a, a profiting thing. You bring this into inner cities and places where people don't have enough. And, you know, 80% of rap is sold in the suburbs. You understand what I'm saying? It's an out. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, I don't understand why we haven't blown this thing up and made it available to everybody. So we're seeing that path works. But we're we're still isolating it to the Floyd Mayweather Juniors of the world. So yeah, good and bad. Hard to tell at this point, Joe. Very well said. Yeah, but uh, all right. Let's take a step from the circus side of boxing. Talk about some elite level stuff. But first, let's take a quick ad break. It's been a pretty wet summer in Connecticut, and that means more mosquitoes than ever. 
If you didn't have your home service for mosquito control and find you're spending most of your time outside flooding those little pests, you are in luck. Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut provides the best value in mosquito control services because of how they treat your yard using the Mosquito Shield Tailored Treatment System. They don't use a fixed schedule or an identical product one-size-fits-all service program because you can't control mosquitoes on a set number of sprays or visits. Unlike the competition, Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut will service you for this season whatever it takes to provide superior results. This promise is awarded them an industry-leading consumer retention rating of 90%. Visit MosquitoShieldCT.com to schedule an appointment with Wade the Cesare and enjoy the rest of your summer mosquito-free. Disputed lightweight champion Katie Taylor returns to the ring Saturday on the zone as she faces off against former IBF featherweight champion Jennifer Hahn with all four of Taylor's lightweight belts on the line. Let's break it down. Jennifer Hahn, 38 years old, she's five foot six with a 66 inch reach and a record of 18 three and one with three no contests and one knockout from el paso texas han came from a fighting family beginning to train in martial arts at five years old under the tutelage of her father at 16 she embarked on a outstanding amateur career going on to win six amateur championships and amassing a record of 20 and 9 before turning pro in 2009 with a majority decision loss to Melissa Saintville. After a draw in her second outing and three unsanctioned no contests in Mexico, she returned to Texas going 9 and 1 before challenging Jihai Wu for the IFBA featherweight title, which she lost via 10th round majority decision. After defeating Christina Ruiz, she took on Kenya's Fatuma Zarika for the vacant intercontinental title, which she won by unanimous decision and followed that up in September of 2015 with a one-sided victory over Nigeria's Helen Joseph for the vacant IBF featherweight title. She made four title defenses of her belt, including dominant lopsided wins over Callista Silgado, Olivia Garula, and Lisbeth Crespo in 2018 before stepping away from the sport for two years to start a family. After the birth of her second child, she made her return to the ring on February 15th, 2020, winning an eight-round unanimous decision over Jerry Sitz in a non-title fight, and five months later relinquished her belt to move up to lightweight. The first world champion to hail from El Paso, Han fights out of a high guard relying on constant movement and an excellent jab and solid combinations to break down and overwhelm her opponents. Katie Taylor, 35 years old, she's 5 foot 5 with a 65 inch reach and a record of 18 and 0 with 6 knockouts. From Bray, Ireland, 
Boxing was in her blood as her father was a light heavyweight contender and her mother was one of Ireland's first referees. She began boxing at 12 years old and at 15 won the first official sanctioned women's boxing match in her country's history. In a highly decorated amateur career that saw her amass a record of 175 and 12, she won five consecutive gold medals at the Women's World Championships, six gold medals at the European Championships, and a gold medal in the 2012 Summer Olympics. After losing in the quarterfinals of the 2016 Olympics, she turned pro with a third round knockout, then completely shut out Brazil's Vivian Ubernuf in her second fight. She won two more fights before knocking out Nina Menke in the seventh round to claim the WBA Intercontinental Lightweight Belt. And after knocking out Jasmine Clarkson, she won a unanimous decision over Anahai Sanchez to take the vacant WBA lightweight title. Two fights later, she picked up the IBF belt with a decision over Victoria Busos. And after three title defenses, she took the WBO belt off of Brazil's Rose Volate via ninth round TKO. Just three months later, she made history when she defeated WBC champ Delphine Pursoon to become one of only 10 boxers to become undisputed champion in the four belt era. After defending her titles against Christina Leonardo, she defeated Pursoon a second time to cement her legacy. In November 2020, she won a lopsided decision over Miriam Gutierrez and six months later took on former Olympian Natasha Jonas, being forced to dig deep as she won an extremely close unanimous decision in an exciting back and forth contest. The most decorated female boxer of all time. She possesses lightning fast footwork, a solid jab, a powerful hook, and will often frustrate her opponents by leaning forward with her hands down and leaning back, landing a shot and pivoting to the side to reset. Will the height and reach advantage and constant pressure of Han factor in as she aims to upset a living legend? Or will the consummate skills of Taylor overwhelm her opponent as she continues one of boxing's most impressive all-around careers. All right. We somehow lost Joe there. But, uh, <laughs> Jared, we, I mean, we've talked a lot about Katie Taylor ever since the start of this show. We, I don't, I don't hear, I don't see any other podcast, any other outlet Anyone giving the the respect to Katie Taylor that we give and she deserves because she is the best. Like she, you had her at, at your number one pound for pound. Am I correct? Yeah. Last time oh, we yeah. did it, she she deserves to be in that conversation. So oh, yeah, she's a beast. I I will say though, this fight, uh, Han, former featherweight champ. Her last fight with Jonas Taylor, she she struggled a little bit, and we spoke about how 
It really was the size advantage of uh, Jonas that gave her – that really made it tough for for uh, Taylor. Han is bigger than Taylor just by an inch. But still, she's coming up from weight – up a weight class. So she's got the size and it, assuming with her coming up, she's got the speed advantage, which, I mean, is hard – for someone like Taylor, but uh, it's very, very tough. Uh, I, I I do expect Taylor to win, but I think this is going to be a lot more interesting fight than what we, what people think. But I mean, I know, uh, it, I know that uh, it, it's rough because I mean, Han took two years off, start a family. She came back. She she got a couple wins, but I mean, M- Misha Tate took some time off and came back and looked just as good. So I, I do think this will be interesting. Uh, and and you, you got to go, Katie Taylor, because it, it's Katie Taylor. I mean, she, you can argue she is the best fighter on the planet right now. Then there is no argument. Any gender? She, yes. Yes. You can argue she's the best fighter on the planet right now, and you cannot argue that she is the best female fighter on the planet right now. I would throw Savannah Marshall into the conversation. I don't like the Shields conversation, and otherwise we got to go to MMA and find Shevchenko and Nunes. But uh, I'll take Katie Taylor all day as the the best pound for pound. And like you said, I did an all-female one. She was number one on that one, and she's made at least fifth on, I think, every list I've ever done for pound-for-pound fighters. Yeah, this girl was a little bit uh, bigger last time around. This girl's not that same size. Katie opened as a 40-to-1 favorite, and I put her on a couple parlays, which I almost never do because 40-to-1 isn't worth it. Right now, she's a 70-to-1 favorite. This is a win for Katie Taylor all day. Beast, best female in the world, and uh, watch the fight. It's going to be worth seeing. She puts on a show every time. Lightning. You're seeing it's like Loma. You're seeing something you're never going to see anywhere else. I'm a, I'm a fighting fan. You're not going to see it anywhere else. I think, I, I hate to say this out loud to you, Sander. I know you're not going to like it, but Berlanga's a little bit overrated. He's a young guy. He's coming up. He's taking much tougher fights than most 24-year-olds are. All the respect in the world for the guy. He's got power. He's got hands. I think he might be slightly overrated at this point. And who at 16-0 with 16 knockouts? He's 17-0 now. That was his first decision, though. You're going to get a lot of hype. So um, I'm not really trying to bash him when I say he's slightly overrated. I like the guy. I want to see where he goes. He's fun to watch fight for sure. Berlanga. But our Katie Taylor, yeah, best on the planet. You want to see the best fighter on the planet? There's only a couple people you got to watch, and this is one of them. Four thirty. Check Hell out yeah. Katie Taylor. Right, going through making that that video for Katie Taylor, it was hard for me to find clips because I had to keep going back and re- I had to rewatch every punch like twelve times because it was so quick I missed it. like she is just a beast and i mean i i I, every time she fights it doesn't matter who it is no matter 
what what the skill level gap is because there always is a gap. It's Katie Taylor, and but no matter what she entertains, and you have and watching her, like I like I I have said a lot with Loma, like you watch her, you don't see a brawl, you don't see a a, a real like fight, like what Sander said. If it was Shevchenko versus her in a real fight, not not a boxing match, a real fight, no, nah, th- that isn't necessarily her thing. But you want to talk about the art, artistry and the art of boxing, the sweet science. Katie Taylor can give that to you, and she does give that to you with every single fight. And she that's why she is one of the best pound-for-pound male, female, anything, dog, cat, whatever. She is the best, one of the best fighters on the planet Earth right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, And I always talk about environment. Whenever you say real fight, you've got to talk about environment. All the octagons are the same size. You know, all the octagons are the same size. Rings get bigger and smaller, and it changes fights. Watch the fights in 16-foot rings versus 22s. They're different fights. There's a totally different. Go stand in a 16-foot box and then stand in a 22-foot box and tell me who you would rather fight where. So when you say a real fight, if they're fighting on a football field, Katie Taylor's got a chance. If they're fighting in the stands, Shevchenko all day. So you got you to gotta look at environment when you say that. Uh, Delahoya Vitor, Belfour, that's going to look a little bit like um, all of these other boxer versus MMA guy fights. Delahoya wins, probably by decision. Wait, who, who who pulled out? Was it Delahoya or, or Belfour? Someone pulled out. I don't oh, care. Oh, is that not happening? doesn't matter. Yeah, well, one of them pulled out. I, I don't know. I just read it, and it said that the fight was off. I don't know. COVID 19, Delahoya, COVID 19. Vitor Belfort will now face Evander Holyfield. Oh. So Holyfield to win, unless he gets knocked out. Well, I mean, we already talked about these joke fights. So I I don't want to give. You don't have to. It's when it gets there. I mean, that Taylor clip. No. Too big. All right. All right. But um all right. Now we still got one more fight. Heading into the oh. middleweights main event UFC fight night. Let's have Joe <laughs> here. Break it down for us. It's a middleweight bout between Derek Brunson and former UFC welterweight championship challenger Darren Till. UFC Fight Night 191. Let's break it down. Darren Till is 28 years old. He's six foot tall with a 74 and a half inch reach and a record of 18 and three with 10 knockouts. From Liverpool, England, Till had a troubled childhood, constantly getting into fights and getting kicked out of his house as a teenager. He took up Muay Thai at 12 years old and dropped out of school at 14 to pursue a career in it. In 2012, Till was stabbed and nearly killed while attending a party and his coach suggested that he move to Brazil to train under an old colleague of his. After a brief, undefeated amateur career, Till turned pro in 2013 with a unanimous decision, and after winning 11 more fights with 10 stoppages, he made his UFC debut with a second-round knockout of Wendell de Oliveira. Five months later, he drew with Nicholas Daly in a brutal back-and-forth fight, 
and then suffering a major shoulder injury coupled with personal issues, which kept him out of competition for nearly two years. He returned in 2017 with a unanimous decision over Yassine Ayari. He defeated Boyan Velekovic and the following month headlined his first event, knocking out Donald Cerrone with a flurry of punches at the end of the first round. Seven months later, he took on Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, forfeiting 30% of his purse due to missing weight, and then winning unanimous decision despite 22 of 25 media outlets scoring it in favor of Thompson. On September 8, 2018, Till challenged Tyrone Woodley for the welterweight title, getting dropped and then submitted via Darce Choke in round two. He came back six months later, taking on Jorge Masvidal in London, coming out aggressively and dropping Gamebred 11 seconds into the fight before getting steadily outclassed and knocked out in the second round with a brutal left cross. After taking eight months off, he returned in November 2019 with a split decision over Kelvin Gastelum, and then on July 26, 2020, he took on former interim middleweight champion Robert Whitaker, losing via unanimous decision. A fan favorite for his aggressive stand-up style, Till his exceptional Muay Thai skills and is an excellent counterpuncher with an underrated takedown defense whose career has unfortunately been hampered by constant injuries suffered in training, followed by long periods of inactivity, as well as a myriad of personal issues. Derek Brunson's 37 years old. He's six foot one with a 77-inch reach and a record of 22 and 7 with 12 knockouts and three submissions. From Wilmington, North Carolina, Brunson received scholarships in both cheerleading and wrestling to the University of South Carolina, where he became a three-time Division II All-American and started training in MMA shortly after graduation. He turned pro in 2010 and won his first six fights by first-round stoppage. They made his strike force debut the following year, winning his first three, then dropping two in a row, including a 41-second knockout loss to Jacare Souza. He debuted in the UFC with a decision over Chris Lieben, but then lost by TKO to Yoel Romero in an all-action fight-of-the-night winner. After going on a five-fight winning streak, which included a knockout of Uriah Hall, he made a significant step up in competition and started to become a main event fighter with mixed results, including unanimous decision losses to Anderson Silva and Israel Adesanya, as well as knockout losses to Robert Whitaker, Jacare Souza, and knockout victories over Loyoto Machida and Dan Kelly. In 2019, he began an impressive winning streak, which saw him defeat contenders Elias Theodoro and Ian Heinisch by decision, followed by a spectacular third-round knockout of the highly touted Edmund Shabazian. On March 20th, 2021, Brunson continued his comeback with a dominant five-round decision over top prospect Kevin Holland, controlling the fight in the stand-up and wrestling, and taking down the Trailblazer six times. Will Till be able to get back into the win column with his impressive counter-striking and aggressive style? Or will Brunson be able to work his way back into title contention and get a rematch with old rival Israel Adesanya with his world-class wrestling skills? Tune in to UFC Fight Night, Brunson versus Till, and let's find out. Ooh, all right, before we talk about the fight, we do got to mention, yes, I, I do actually remember that. Yes, in the Apex, they do use a smaller octagon. I remember Joe crying after uh, Nganu beat Stipe because it was a smaller octagon. So, yep, shout out to you, Sander. That that, that was a good call. But uh, now let's talk about this fight. 
Actually, I got one more little tangent I want to go on here. Twitter, man. I'm laying in bed last night about to go to bed, and I get a Twitter notification. It's not from anything. It's from Twitter itself saying the fight's in jeopardy because Darren Till got arrested. Twitter gave me that notification. I'm like, holy crap, what? I have to go through. I, I went through everywhere. I was on page 100 of Google typing stuff. Twitter, how are you going to give me fake news like that? How are you going to make a notification off of that and give it like what? Twitter, what are you doing? All right. With that being said, uh, <laughs> good, thing, good thing we don't stream to Twitter because that's I, funny. That's, that's what pissed me off. That pissed me off. But uh, all right. Now let's talk about the fight itself. I mean, both these guys, like, I, I feel I just can't ever really get a good enough read on them. Like, Darren Till, like, he was – there was a rocket strapped to that man's back, and he ran into Tyron Woodley and just really hasn't been the same. He uh, ran into it, a sauna, if I remember right. <laughs> He didn't run out. Oh, geez. He didn't run out, but he ran into it. Yeah, that was a good one. But uh, <laughs> I, I do think he's better off at middleweight. I, I do think he, he got a a he got to the title at welterweight. I think he can do the same at middleweight. But uh, I, I feel like the same with Brunson. Brunson is another guy. I mean, he's been a staple in this division. I feel like. If he just, I feel he he's like Gaslam to me. Like he has this wrestling skill, but for some reason he wants to run at you. He's even worse than Gaslam because Derek Brunson just runs with his chin up, head up. Hey, come punch me! And dude, when you're no disrespect to Jacare Souza, but when you get knocked out twice. By a Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner, hey, you should probably try something else besides just running in there head first. So I, I think both these guys have the potential to go and get to get to a title shot against Adesanya. Will they get there? I, I don't know. I do think as far as for the best of the division, best for the division, I, I think it's till I'm going till. If Brunson does decide, hey, I'm going to use my wrestling, he can get the dub. But also, Tills, very underrated. His ground game is very underrated. He hasn't gone there yet. But he's like a brown belt in, in BJJ. He he lived in Brazil for a long time. He, he knows his jiu-jitsu stuff. I, yeah, Woodley got him with that. So Got that got, got him with that submission, but he's not, he, he also – hit him really hard before. I mean, <laughs> so Brunson, if he if he does go back to what his strengths are and wrestles, Till, he can get it done. Is it going to happen? Probably not. I see Till. I'm going to go a Donald Cerrone. Darren Till is going to rekindle that magic with Donald Cerrone, that he had with Donald Cerrone. First round knockout. Darren Phil, that's what I'm going to say. It's so funny Sander just said what he said. Put that comment up. 
because I was just getting ready to say Curtis Blades and Derek Lewis when referring to Derek Brunson. He's right in that category for me. Is middleweight better for Darren Till? Yeah, he almost died making welterweight. Watch the video. Darren Till almost dies making weight. I don't know what the headline is, but if you type that in, that's the video that will come up. Darren Till almost dies making weight. And then he moves up to middleweight, and now he's fighting one of the stronger middleweights, and he didn't seem elite to me at any point. I have to be perfectly honest. I'm taking Brunson here because I dislike him less than Darren Till. And making weight is about a competitive advantage. When you're putting your health at risk to make weight, you got to just move up a weight class and compete with guys your size. I couldn't stand Miguel Cotto, did all of this real high-tech stuff, and came came in 30-plus pounds bigger than, than Corley during that fight. He was putting on between 25 and 30 pounds in the 24 hours between the weigh-in and the fight. And then fighting guys that are naturally 125, 130, 135, 140, you know, that are coming down five pounds. And then by game time, you know, Paul and Woodley. Woodley can cut to 145. Paul cuts to 190. On fight night, they're 210 and 170. And and even when he hits him with his best punch, the ropes hold him up. I like neither. I'll take Brunson. Decision. Probably a boring decision. Probably a thrillless decision victory. Uh, I, the opposite of everything you said is what I'm taking. <laughs> oh, damn. All right. <laughs> I, I, you talking about Till, like almost dying to make 170. I mean, I don't want to hate on this guy even more, but look at Gaslam. He, he he wasn't Same like that thing. when he was cutting. He was just sitting there. Hey, I'm just I'm just gonna be a little bit overweight. It's all good. He he wasn't making that. That you don't see videos of him in the sauna really stressing out and that stuff. He he, he was just perfectly fine at at, at one seventy, and so that 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 does kind of leave a little bit of a bitter taste in my mouth. But I, I do think till for him. Uh, he's got all the skill. It's just all the extracurricular stuff, the getting arrested for not wearing a mask or something a, a few months back. It's he stole, he stole the a taxi cab in 2019. No, I think we lost your mic there, Jared. Uh, he stole a taxi cab. You got me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we can't hear you. Did you unplug your mic or something? No. Can you hear me now? A lot of technical difficulties today. I'm sorry, listeners and viewers. We had Joe, who for the record is taking Taylor and Brunson. Joe having some internet issues. Jared now having some mic issues. But Is that better, brother? Nope. Still can't hear you. I wonder what maybe. All right. Um. That oh, being no. said, nope, still nothing. How about that? Ooh, this is. 
Did I get that guy? But um, I, I would love – Darren Till still got that – He he's – like I said, it's the extracurricular stuff. But there is still a little bit of that passion in him. Like he said in an interview with TMZ uh, earlier this week, he still wants to be that three-division champion. He still wants to go back to 170 and get it. He wants to win that middleweight. Then he wants to go up to, to light heavyweight. So if he can keep that passion and stay focused and – that is his true goal, and if he can get there, still nothing, Jared. Still get to that uh, – work hard to get to that point. How about that? Then I, I think he can. I think he's got the skills to be able to do that, but it's just him. It's his personality. It's him outside of the ring making – causing issues, causing problems. So, I mean, he's still young. He's still How about now? Young, can you hear so me? Still nothing, Jared. Hey, you sure you didn't mute me? I'd be on your side. Yeah, I didn't change anything. Uh... Can you hear me now? Oh, it's my badger. Keep talking. Oh, you got it? All right, I'm here. Check, check. Check, check, check. Check, check. Okay. You got me? I apologize for that. That was my bad. I had my mic. I mean, my headphones are being. All right, Jared. Now, you talked about it earlier. All the experts going 0 and 9. You're still getting it done. Tell us, how you going to make us some money? Oh, for sure. Those top two are shoe ins. Hopey Price has never knocked anybody out. He's 5 and 0. Um, guy he's fighting is probably his toughest test to date. And has never been knocked out. You definitely want the over there. Ebony Bridges, if you don't know who she is, great fighter. Get a look at her. Uh, over over six and a half. Um, is definitely a great bet there, too. Neither girl's ever been stopped. So I bet both of those for one unit. And then all three for another unit. Those top two are one to one. And with that bottom one, it turns into a three-to-one. Ten wins you 30 if all three of those hit. I'm also going to give you one more, but since it's my fight of the night, I'm going to wait. It's a coin toss fight, the main event. But this is your puncher's chance. Bundle these three into a parlay and bundle the top two as well. Hell yeah. All right. Now, uh, speaking of fight of the night, uh, I will kick things off. Kicking off the main card, making his UFC debut, Patty Pimblett against Luigi Vandramini. I, I I can tell you right now, I, I don't know a lot about this Patty Pimblett kid, but he has been all over. He's been all over the place. I've seen him 
left, right. This dude is getting the UFC marketing team behind him, and this dude's got a rocket strapped to him. I haven't seen anyone getting this much love since, like, Adesanya, Sean O'Malley. And he's making his UFC debut, so he's really got to prove himself. Because, I mean, you everything you do outside the UFC, that's all fancy and that stuff. But the UFC's different. Go ask Ben Askren. Mm. UFC's different. So, uh, he's really, I mean, a lot of people saying a lot of good things about him. But I, I'm a, the type of guy I need to see it for myself. So, I like it. I sound he, a little better. No. No. Um, let me go. So, yeah, and then. All right, that should be through my yep. Max. That's not all right? Yep. All right. Um, yeah, I'll take Patty in that fight at minus 145, too. Those are close odds. I'll take Patty. But even more, I like under two and a half rounds at minus 135. I think if uh, Luigi uh, Luigi beats him, if Patty loses, it'll be by stoppage. I don't think he loses a decision, and I don't think there's a lot of chance of him winning a decision here either. Take the on uh, minus one thirty five. Definitely take the under there. Oh yeah. Um, as far as my fight of the night, as much as I love Alex Moreno and David Zawada, um, I'm taking a boxing match here. The main event. Uh, that, that on that Katie Taylor card is Josh Warrington versus Mauricio Laura. They went to war a few months back. Laura knocked him out in the ninth round. Warrington was a heavy favorite. Warrington a slight favorite opening this one. Um, and just recently in the past two or three hours, uh, Mauricio Laura has, has become the favorite, the betting favorite at minus 120. Love Mauricio Laura here. Giovanni, Mauricio, and then the over with those two. Uh, and another bang out, man. I just have to have said it out loud. Connor Bean versus uh, Adrian Granados. That Granados is going to lose, but the kid is a banger. Like the kid is a dog and they're, they're going to have it out beforehand. I like the under six and a half at plus 115 there too. But Adrian Granados, Connor Bean, Mauricio, Laura, Josh Warrington. Those are both going to be knockdown, drag out fights, and they sandwich the Katie Taylor fight. So just tune into that card. Hell yeah. The so called expert beater. Ha <laughs> 9 Jerry and 0. Jones. Oh, and 9 to 7 and 2. <laughs> uh, all right. So those are the fights this weekend. So let us take a quick break, and we'll be back with the Scrub Scraps Spotlight. Stay tuned. Manning lobs it. Burris alone. Touchdown, New York. It's off the Leonard. Defended by Simmons. Is this the tiger? High fly ball, right field. Grossman back. Track. Wall. See ya. Into the second deck. A grand slam the other way for Aaron Judge. And the Yankees are pouring it on. For the latest news throughout the sports world, tune in to Sports Talk with R&J every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Hey. Oh. Hello. As we welcome on for our Scrub Shot Spotlight. What's going on, Brandon? Hey, how you doing, Jace? 
Good, good, good. And so, Brandon, give us a little bit of your history. What, uh, what brought you to Scrub Scraps? Uh, actually, it was a mutual friend of, of Jared and I. This is, uh, his name's Justin, goes by Buju. We, um, we worked together, and uh, both of us had um, an interest in, in, in boxing and in, in, in MMA. Um, I, up to that point, hadn't really belonged to, you know, anything uh, that Justin was describing to me. Um, it intrigued me. And um, it was actually another employee, too, Jeff. Um, we, uh, we got involved that way. We, um, he introduced us to Jared over at his place and, uh, you know, that was the start of it. It was great. Actually, it was nice to meet people of, of like mind and, uh, kind hearts. For sure. Yeah. I remember, uh, I remember some of our times over there landscaping, uh, my buddy good Buju that he's talking about brought me into, uh, into the job where Brandon is. And I actually ended up working with Brandon a couple times. Yeah, um, did, so, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I remember, uh, developing kind of a relationship. Cool dude. But, um, but there were, uh, I feel like you had kind of a, I want to say a deeper respect for scrub scraps before your participation. I don't know if that sounds strange, but, but I feel like most people showed up to fight and realized other stuff was going on. Whereas you came right over to me and, you know, you realized all the other things that were going on. It wasn't sure. just about the fighting for you. You had kind of a, um, a no, enlightened was, awareness of it, I want to say. Yeah, it, for, I agree. Um, there was something different to what you had. You had a... In honesty, you had a lot of people gravitate towards there. And what you and, you know, the other members were, were, were it was it was guiding. It wasn't built on anything that was towards aggression or 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 or, or, or squashing beefs or, or starting beefs or, you know, um, you basically went to for the camaraderie. You went um, to hone your skills against other people again that felt the same way i did i did notice something different i'd appreciated that and i didn't box when i first went in there either it was um kind of helping others you know? yeah well and that's a very unique experience because you know as you know for most others and most of the others that have come on here it was about the fighting mm -hmm. and they kind of found out those other parts were there and were surprised by them correct yep now um you actually went the distance with somebody who knocked me out. I beat him the first time, but got stopped at the end of the second fight with him. Uh, what do you, what do you remember most about your fight with Buju? Oh man. Uh, honestly that I needed to stop smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. It, it was, um, he's, he's, he was different in his approach. He was a different type of, style fighter um definitely had the the energy and the stamina to to do some damage if he wanted to he definitely realized that um 
the first round was great. Let's put it that way. We, you know, we both had the energy. We both had the stamina. We both had the wind to stay in there and kind of test each other out there. But it was very evident going into the second and the third round that my stamina was not there. Going to hold up, yeah. <laughs> and if he, if it wasn't about that camaraderie, if it wasn't about that mutual respect that we have for each other, he really could have did me in. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's that's facts. That's what I remember about that. Oh. But um, he, it, 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 it was, it, it was just a great experience. Um, uh. I know I caught him. I, you know, I uh, uh, with a couple. Um, it taught yeah, it was... me to be more. I don't know. Work on my speed and work on my cardio. That's basically where it was for me. What I kind of pulled away from that. Yeah. Well, and I and I we touched on it during the uh, when we covered the Jake Paul fight about mm. people not really understanding fighting. Right, And that's one of the biggest things is what you think's going to happen is mm. what happened in the first round. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have some energy, trade some punches, you know, yeah. maybe some, maybe something exciting happens, maybe it doesn't. Correct. But in actuality, when nobody dies mm -hmm. and you end up in there for four or five <laughs> minutes, <laughs> you end yeah. up with a problem. And that's where the characters build. I mean, the program yeah. is based on that moment when you go, oh, I don't want to do this anymore and walk mm -hmm. out on – on all of your life things. And it puts you in a real life situation where it's like, hey, this one's gonna take 160, 120 seconds. It's not like graduating college is gonna take you four, six, eight years. Mm -hmm. It's not like uh, reconciling a relationship with a parent or a child. It's, it's, it's gonna take you 120 seconds. Do you wanna do it? Mm -hmm. Do you wanna stick out this last round or not? Are you Absolutely. gonna go away? And I love having people, when you said he may have been able to finish me if he wanted to, I have seen that so many times in scrub scraps where I felt like if another guy pushed, they could get the knockout, but we're not for money and we're not trying to get a bigger fight in our next fight. And you were going to match up whoever I match us up with. So, so yeah, it becomes about building, you know, and mm -hmm. we're all building each other. And it, and that's that, that, it turns into a positive experience for everyone because you're not getting that. So yeah, Absolutely. that's, that's one of my favorite parts, man. I agree. And I, that, that is, you, you asked what I really got out of it. What the, what the whole, the experience really meant. And I mean, I didn't, I didn't do too much after there was other things that I had going on in my life that I kind of needed to take a step back from, from some things, but um, it, it's something that, I'll be honest in my life it's it's lacking it's 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 mm -hmm. that it's that support that's lacking it's that um that engaging being able to you know get your energy out by learning something and staying active and working on different skills whether it be mental skills or you know physical skills that you're doing i mean it, it was it was a great experience far beyond what you know other things that you might see on youtube and nothing against what you see out there it's just a complete different experience and um yeah something i miss <laughs> that was very very well said man you reminded me i'm a member <laughs> You know, yes, I'm sir. like the, the Cy Sperling of Scrub Scrap. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, but you're right, man. It's Woo. missing in mine, too. I could, I, you know, it's just uh, all of the people that we bring on here, you know, so some of it's uh, 
Some of it's traumatic for me. I mean, I was just talking to my best friend the other day and he was like, dude, we are a member of this thing and you need this thing and you're digging it back up a once once a week to walk through with people. And some of it, you know, mm-hmm. some of it's starting to weigh down on you. Yeah. You know, um, I need this thing just about as as much as everybody else. And uh, we're going to get we back see that. <laughs> we see that the ones that are around the ones that are around you and have you know they know yeah we you know they 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 see that you know you put your you put you in into that and it shows and you know the fact that it grows to you know it's growing and it's 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 progressing on different levels it's 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 commendable and uh i i mean i respect it immensely mm. thank you mad love my brother absolutely jared facts you too all right brandon before we let you go i ask everyone this question what is the difference between Brandon before Scrub Scraps and Brandon after Scrub Scraps? Like I said, Brandon, Brandon was on a Brandon was on a journey before um, Scrub Scraps, having the experience and being being around all of those people, um, Ray, and, uh, Justin, and Jared, and, um, Def it. It solidified what you kind of doubt in your mind. You know where you want to be. You know where you're trying to get. Um, but you doubt yourself. You tend to fall off. After that experience with Scrubs, like I said, I mean, I, I understood I needed to stop smoking. Um, yeah, understanding my cardio was completely lacking. I was able to achieve that. You know what I mean? It, it, enabled, it, it enabled me to keep my goals at the forefront. So um, I'm a healthier guy. I don't smoke. I don't drink. Um, no drugs. Um, I, I, it's it was it was a great experience. I that, that's really the best I can I can put into words. Oh man! Oh yeah! Thank you for joining us today, Brandon. Max, absolutely. Thank you for having me, guys. Appreciate it, Jared, Jace. Take care of each other. Appreciate oh, yeah. it, brother. Yes, sir. Hello. You already know. But that is going to do it for throwing jabs this week. Thank you again for Brandon for joining us. Yes, sir. Me, big Jace, Jared Jones, Joe. Sadly, his internet crashed on him. <laughs> uh, no one more thing? No one more thing for Joe. But, uh, all right, make sure you guys enjoy this weekend's fights. And make sure you tune in next weekend for where we will recap them and talk about a bunch more. So, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week for more Throwing Jabs. Take care, guys. Hey, guys, thanks. Throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jace. Clover Crest, top three corner men. Punching in with a punch's chance. We find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10. The overhand is out of hand when it comes to fisticuffs. Slide a hand on the undercard. You'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing wave. Feet a step and late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand and eight, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move. Bob and wave. Don't lose hope against the ropes. There's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round. Bells ringing. Counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging we bring in crosses with no worship hooks with no verses combinations with no locks when you feel the flurry of curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats relax if you want the facts because the best combat podcast is throwing jabs hello my name is joe aguire i'm the president of clover crest
CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting CloverCrestMedia.com. Yeah, give me one.